0: welcome to Beckett Talks, the podcast series from Leeds Beckett University. In these podcasts we will be showcasing our diverse community of students and academics, touching on the important themes that surround universities today.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome to Beckett Talks. I'm Sharon, a Marketing and Communications graduate intern at Leeds Beckett. I am here with Leeds Beckett Sustainability Manager Mark Warner. We will be discussing Mark's work at the university and some tips on how to recycle on campus and at home. Uh, Welcome Mark. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and what your role at Leeds Beckett involves?
2: Hi Sharon. Um... Yes, so my background, I'll try and keep it as brief as possible, is um, I studied environmental monitoring at the University of Derby, um, finished that degree in 1996, uh, after which I went to the um, Yorkshire Electricity Group, which now is part of NPower and has disappeared, Uh, worked there in sales for a bit, but then they found out I had this environmental degree thingy and asked me to implement an environmental management system for them, which I did, Helped them with their environmental credentials. Worked with them for a good few years and then in 2002 came and, and worked for, for Leeds Beckett University. Um, at that time, part-time with estate services, part-time with procurement, now working full-time uh, within estate services and uh, had a team of, of three um, and and yeah, here we are uh, implementing uh, sustainability across the university. So that's a bit of my background. Uh, the role at Leeds Beckett's quite a diverse role. So we get involved in everything from environmental legislation to uh, travel plans, to carbon management strategies, sustainable construction, recycling, uh, the, whole, the whole remit, really, of, of sustainability.
1: And what would you say attracted you to the role at Leeds Beckett? Was it kind of the diversity of the role and the different things that you'd be getting involved in?
2: Originally, the, the what attracted me to the role was the fact that the university was so keen on environmental issues. Uh, we'd not really got into the realms of sustainability, which was trying to find the balance between, you know, economic, social and environmental factors. It was just purely uh, around the environmental impacts at the time. And I, I really... Liked the enthusiasm that the university had for improving its environmental impacts and, and making its impacts more positive. And um, my boss at the time was a guy called Mike Briggs, who headed up the procurement team at the time. And he was really, really passionate about it. And that's what attracted, it, attracted me to the university and attracted me to, to the role. What I liked about the role when I got into it was I liked the autonomy of the role and the fact that I could really shape how the role developed and, and set the strategic direction for you know, our environmental policies, our objectives and targets, our management programs and, and all those kind of things. And as time has gone on, that autonomy has, has remained. And I'm you know, pleased to say now with the, the revision of the university strategic planning framework has now become part of that as well. So, really enjoy the fact that it's um, it's very strategic, really, and and like I say, uh, you know, we, we can kind of set the, the policies and objectives and targets based around what we need to to do at, at this moment in time. So, and I enjoy that autonomy and, and flexibility.
1: Um, it's really good that you've actually flagged that the university is quite passionate about um, sustainability goals, and also that you um, have quite a lot of strategic direction. What do you think are your main objectives that you'd like to accomplish at Leeds Beckett for the future?
2: Well, uh, there's quite a few. The at this moment in time, the uh, so as we're talking, August 2021, the university strategic planning framework has, has only just been launched, and we now have to decide how we are going to help the university achieve the the aims and objectives set in that framework so what we are looking at as a as a team and also with the university sustainability advisory group is is just that what are going to be our strategic strategic objectives and we're using a toolkit called the Sustainability Leadership Scorecard, which is an online toolkit used by the higher education sector. And in that toolkit, it focuses on a number of different areas. So it focuses obviously on on the estates and the environmental impacts of, of estate services, our buildings and how we operate those buildings. But it also focuses on things like teaching and research. And I would really like to see more emphasis on teaching sustainability within the curriculum and then another conversation we've been having with our academic colleagues is is around sustainable research you know there are two aspects to that there are the, the first aspect is researching sustainably so for example in labs making sure you don't you know you generate as the least amount of waste as possible or you use the least amount of energy as possible or the least amount of paper as possible. So you're researching in a sustainable way, but also researching into sustainability. So as a, a university, we're looking at, you know, the best way for, you know, whatever sector it might be to be more sustainable or the impacts of various policies on third world countries and sustainability. So, for me, I think the the main objective here has got to be around education for sustainable development and getting that into every single part of our curriculum. Because I believe that the twenty five thousand students that we we teach a year and, and, and sorry, uh, yeah, the twenty five thousand students we have in our Leeds Beckett community and the six thousand students a year who graduate graduate every year, um, will be our biggest social, economic and environmental impact. So the way that our graduates think, behave, the policies that they implement, the procedures that they implement, the way that they conduct business, the way that they deal with their family life, that is all going to have a significant social, economic, environmental impact. And if we give them the right knowledge to make the right choices, then You know, the hope is that all of those decisions will be have a positive social, economic and environmental impact. So for me, that's a really, really big one, and particularly uh, researching into sustainable development as well.
1: What work at Becca are you most proud of that you've accomplished to date?
2: Um, I'm really pleased of quite a few things. Um, So what I let's leave it down to four. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. So, the first one that I'm really proud of is the fact that the sustainability team has a student placement, and every year a Leeds Beckett student gets to work with the sustainability team, and and I, I love seeing how those students uh, develop and progress over that 12-month period, and uh, you know every single time without fail, the student that's come in at the the beginning of that that internship has left completely different by the end of the 12 months with more informed and developed opinions, not just about sustainability, but about the university and about business and how business should be conducted and and certainly has a far better understanding as to how the university operates and the impact the university has locally, regionally and, and internationally. So, you know, that that's one of my best um programs or or projects that we've been involved in so far i'm also really pleased with the fact that we generate eight percent of our electrical energy on site i love the fact we have photovoltaic arrays on site a combined heat and power unit which uses gas to produce heat but as a byproduct of that generates electricity Um, and i love the fact now that all of our new builds incorporate renewable energy in the brief so uh the CSS building, Carnegie School of Sports, that's got photovoltaic arrays built in. The uh, Leeds School of Arts, LSA building, that's got photovoltaic arrays in there. And, and that's now beginning to come become standard as, as part of our specification. So that, that's really good. Um, the other thing, uh, the third thing I'm, I'm really proud of is our uh, zero waste to landfill contract. Not quite zero waste. I think the figure at this moment in time is ninety-eight point one one percent of all of our waste is diverted from landfill. Um, that's no no mean feat, believe me. Um, so really pleased with that. I think you know that that was a project um, that I got involved with about nineteen years ago, and and for the last ten years we we've been operating a, an almost zero to waste landfill contract. So that that's great and the other thing i'm really pleased about and really proud of is the um the bike hire scheme that we have for students um, it's a really really simple scheme we've got uh we're in collaboration with the university of leeds so we have worked in partnership with them and leeds city council between us we have around 700 bikes that we hire out to students every year and you know they get to cycle around leeds with the the lowest environmental impact possible and 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 it's a great package where we support them with uh, trained bike mechanics. We have um, bike maintenance workshops on campus. Um, and it's just a lovely little, little scheme. and I'm really, really proud of that.
1: Um, Yeah, definitely. I think it's really nice when students get involved, and as you were saying, um, it's important to kind of educate students about sustainability and the measures that they can take. Um, You did mention, you know, taking on student interns and then being able to learn firsthand and also the bike hire scheme. Um, What other initiatives do you have in place or would you like to see in place in the future?
2: Um, All the things I've said are things I also want to see in the future. Uh, you know it's very important that those things continue and um, also grow as well so you know it's great that we've got photovoltaic arrays on our new builds but we now need to take that to the next level and the next level for buildings for example is smart buildings where um, we have greater control over more elements of our buildings, so we have greater control over the lighting. We have greater control over the heating. We have greater control over um, how rooms are occupied and when they're occupied, how the how that space is heat- heated, or how the lighting works in those spaces. So there's always more. Uh, there's more development work to be done on the things that we've already done. So I want to see those things develop in the future. Um, but uh, another piece of work which I really want to see grow is the work on our scope three emissions. Now, scope one and two emissions are the energy, the emissions related to energy that we use on campus. So uh, it's relating to the gas and electricity primarily, and then also the fuel that we use, you know, to drive the tractors at the Headley campus and the grounds maintenance team and all that kind of thing. Scope three. There are indirect carbon emissions. So those are carbon emissions that have been generated as a result of us procuring goods and services, but they're not emissions that we have created directly ourselves. So I want, I'd like to see more work on that. We're, go, we're going to uh, do a lot of modeling on the carbon emissions associated with our supply chain. And we're having some really good conversations with some potential contractors who have um, got some artificial intelligence software that will scour the internet for example for product information and they will be able to that um, mining of information from the internet by this artificial intelligence and machine learning will then be able to tell us which products have the best carbon footprint So that will then be able to inform our procurement decisions, you know, and this is really, really embryonic at at this moment in time. But this is something I want to see develop because it's a really intelligent way of helping reduce our environmental impact, but also our our social and economic impact at scale. You know, we're a very large uh, procurer of of goods and services, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds worth of, of goods and services. So that would be huge. And it's really quite exciting to be involved with um, new technologies and new ways of thinking around that. So I mentioned the AI for data mining of the Internet, but there's also blockchain theory uh, where you can prove the provenance of of a product and ensure that it is, in fact, as environmentally friendly as it claims to be. So, yeah, that is a big piece of work. And that's what I'd really like to see happen within the next three to five years.
0: Leeds Beckett University is a modern, high quality university, transforming lives through professional, academic and applied learning and adding to the social, economic and cultural life of our city and region. We educate the bright minds that will help solve the problems of tomorrow. We collaborate with thousands of regional, national and international businesses to ensure our research and courses are contemporary, rich and relevant to meet the needs of our students and their present and future employers. Our campuses house exceptional teaching, research and learning environments which provide our students with access to state-of-the-art facilities. Across a range of disciplines, our researchers are striving to improve quality of life, equality and the environment around us. We are dedicated to making a difference. To find out more about Leeds Beckett University, our courses and our community of staff, students and alumni, please visit leedsbeckett.ac.uk. You mentioning as well the buildings on campus, but
1: also maybe for those who are actually attending campus for any staff or students, what are some tips that they can do to kind of increase sustainability and recycle effectively?
2: Yeah, I think I think, it's the basics. I think when it, we talk about sustainability, we seem to think about it as being this huge global problem that that's, that's very difficult to to affect. Now, it is a, a global problem, but we can do lots of things locally that are pretty straightforward. So, I mentioned the student bike hire scheme. You know, cycling to university is is a very easy way of of, of being more sustainable and by the way makes you fit and healthy at the same time you know so you know what's not to like Um, the, the single biggest tip i've got for increasing recycling on campus is simply to take three seconds to look at the signage uh we find it doesn't matter what we do people don't seem to look at the signage and it's always because you know lecturers or students are always in a rush to get from one lecture theater to another or one teaching room to another um, you know, and we're always on the go, and we're on the go at rapid rate of knots. But three seconds to look at the signage, look at what you've got in your hand, and then put what you've got in your hand in the right receptacle. That's it, job done. Um, you know, it's all pictures. There's no words there, so it shouldn't take any more than three seconds. And and that's it. it you know, it's it's as it's as complicated as that. And I think the only other thing I would say about being more sustainable is. Is is just thinking about the choices that that you're making. You know, is is buying this the best thing that I can I can buy, or can I buy something that's that's better? Do I even need to buy it in the first place? Do I actually want this? Do I actually need this? You know, and and once you start thinking about things like that, you start questioning things, you know, your own choices and your own decisions, and trying to make better choices and decisions.
1: I really like the tip about taking three seconds to kind of think about the signage and think about your choices because sometimes I've noticed maybe as a consumer that I don't do that I'm just kind of buying things or maybe throwing them away and not taking that time to stop and think. I mean, um, working from home and um, I know that there's a lot of staff, maybe students that are going to be working from home. Sometimes you do find yourself consuming a little bit more. And what tips could you give to them to maybe recycle effectively? Because sometimes on campus, there is a lot of signage around um, that maybe directly people to the right places but at home what kind of tips could you give to maybe somebody that would like to you know kind of recycle more effectively kind of get better at putting the right things in the right place if that makes sense
2: mm-hmm. yeah 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 there, there's a great um, group in Leeds called uh, Zero Waste Leeds and I, I would get on that website because they have got so much information on there that you know uh, and 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 even if there's something that there you you want to uh, ask a question or you you've got a, 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 a something that you just don't know what to do with it you know you don't know where it goes even if you go onto their website and they haven't got the answer if you ask them the question they will find the answer for you and they will get back to you so for example i was reading this morning on their instagram account that people have been asking them about sh- taking labels off um jam jars or glass jars should we do it should we should we bother and they've come back with the answer and the answer is no don't worry about it because the glass recycling industry has a process of getting rid of the um the paper labels through a process of heat and friction that then comes off in the form of like a a paper dust that paper dust then gets mixed with the um really fine glass granules that they get from breaking the glass down before it gets recycled through through heat. And then they mix the really fine glass granules and the paper together and they send it off to the manufacturers of breeze block. And then it goes into the breeze block as post-consumer stroke recycled product. Um, I didn't know that until literally 20 minutes ago when I read that on their Instagram account. So go to Zero Waste Leads. It's a wealth of, of knowledge. Uh, and information. But I think, you know, they would probably also be the first to say that the the best thing you can do is not generate the waste in the first place. So, for example, one very, very simple tip, which also gives you a huge sense of satisfaction at the end of it, is grow your own herbs. You know, if you like cooking and you use basil or you use rosemary or you use chives or anything like that, you know, put them in a pot on your windowsill, grow your own herbs, use those in, in in your cooking. And that saves on all these little plastic bags that you get from the supermarket that then go into a salad drawer in your in your, your fridge. And then you forget about them because you can't see them because they get covered by tomatoes and cucumbers and other things. And then oh, two weeks later, you find that, oh, you didn't use that basil because it's now gone off. And then you throw the packaging in the bin and the basil in the bin. You know, stop that. Just grow your own. Um and that's a really simple way of reducing plastic waste and also food waste at the same time because you can pick basil as and when you need it. Whilst it's growing in a pot, it will never go off because it's growing. And, and you know, you 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 you're getting a double whammy there, really. So, you know, little things like that. Again, these are the choices and decisions that you make. Little things like that, you know, they make a little difference, but they're, they're true. They make a little difference individually, but if everyone does it together, they make a big difference. And also there's a huge sense of satisfaction of cooking something you've grown, grown yourself. So, you know, try and find those things where um, I suppose really it becomes more of a lifestyle choice, which enhances your lifestyle. And then again, the rest will just fall into place.
1: I think growing your own herbs, it'll be really nice to kind of have that like sense of satisfaction as well. Um, Do you know any other good initiatives in Leeds? Because I think Leeds, obviously it's a big city and there's so much going on, but sometimes it's kind of hard to know about everything that's going on in uh, relating to recycling and sustainability.
2: Yeah, there's loads of things going on. And again, the Zero Waste Leeds website and their social media pages is a wealth of information for that. but. Remember, um, being part of the community is about being part of the community. If they, You know, don't be a tourist. Don't come here and study for three years and then go home. Get involved. So uh, go to the student union and ask about their volunteering um, opportunities. They've got loads of volunteering opportunities. Um, the student union, I know, I, I think are in the process of working with a zero-waste shop based in Hyde Park. You know, go visit that that zero waste shop. It's you know it's great to go to a supermarket and get everything you want in one place, and that's fantastic. But um, you know, if we're going to change things, we need to start changing our shopping habits as well, and we need to start start supporting the guys who have put their money where their mouth is by opening a shop and taking a risk by starting a business and support them. Go to that zero waste shop, like I said before. Go to that charity shop. There's a a community centre called Heart, which is in in Headingley. So they do a lot of work around arts and they have gigs, um, you know, local musicians and and film nights and all those sorts of things. But they also do clothes swaps and they also do plant swaps and things like that. So go down there, visit those, those sites, attend those events and um, you know support support those community centers it's a fantastic place got a fantastic outdoor space as well and uh, you know hunt these hunt these things out and then when you find them go to them and support them there's the hendley farmers market which sells produce from within a 20 mile radius around leeds so again supporting the local economy supporting the local society but also supporting and you know um more environmentally friendly ways of producing food. So there's tons of stuff. You've just got to go out there and find it.
1: Yeah, I really like that, taking a proactive approach and obviously these are really accessible for staff and students, they're within the local community Um, and it's kind of nice actually giving back to the local community. Um, What other initiatives do you think that students and staff can take to kind of enhance their local community around them because obviously Leeds is a really beautiful place and it's kind of like, I like what you said about not being a tourist but actually kind of making the community better than you left it.
2: Mm. Yeah. You know, um, again, it's simple things that we we maybe don't do because we're too busy, or maybe we feel self-conscious about it. You know, maybe we we don't want to be seen as uh, you know the the weirdo hippie or, or something like that. I don't know, but they're really really simple things. So, picking up litter, for example, you know, if you see litter on on the ground, pick it up. You know. Um, you may feel self-conscious about that, but once you've done it a couple of times, you'll get over that and then you're helping to make your your local environment that bit better. And then also because you're leading by example, someone else might see you picking up that piece of litter and go, do you know what? I should really do that as well. And then they'll pick up that piece of litter and then, you know, <laughs> hopefully eventually no one will drop litter because everyone's picking up going, yeah, we shouldn't really drop it in the first place. So it, it's those kind of things That we need to do on a day-to-day basis and even if you only pick up one piece of litter a day it's still a benefit and someone still might see you do it so every every little action counts and i think again if you get involved with community groups so for example uh beckett park at the Headley campus there's the friends of beckett park they're in the process of um turning that park into more of a woodland and they're trying to connect the woodland on the Headley campus with beckett park and then also the air valley woodland um which you may not know is 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 quite an extensive piece of woodland and actually allows deer to travel from one end of the the city to another and, and not many people are aware that we've got deer in the city and if you're really really lucky you will see one on the Headley campus you know early early morning and by connecting those woodlands and working with the community groups that are doing that and planting trees and the Woodland Trust and everybody else, you're, you're helping to connect those wildlife corridors. And then, you know, if you leave Leeds and come back in 20 years time, you know, that tree's still going to be there. And, and that's still going to be a part of the, the positive impacts you've had on, on the Leeds community and the environment.
1: Uh, absolutely, um, it's really great that there's a lot of local initiatives to get involved in, and for maybe people that are listening and are actually thinking that they would like to maybe develop a career in recycling or sustainability. And um, what tips do you maybe have for them? And what kind of sparked your own passion for recycling and sustainability?
2: Um, well, the okay. So looking at the the career tips first. Um, the avenues into sustainability now i think are very very broad so um, the when i when i when i first studied environmental monitoring uh, in 1993 to 96 you know my family every single one of them said what on earth are you going to do with that you know seriously what are you going to do with it? and then you know here i am you know sustainability is one of the big issues of our time and You know, there are far more career choices and options around sustainability than you could shake a stick at. So, you know, what did they know in in 1996? Um, So the first thing is study it, I suppose. Study it, understand it and understand all the different aspects to it, because now you can be uh, you can study economics and sustainability. You can be an economic. I don't know what the term is, but you can you can be a specific economist who deals with sustainability and the economic impacts of sustainability. Uh, you know, there's accounting in sustainability. There's, there's, you know, you don't have to just be someone who studied geography to be into the environment or sustainability. So study it first, understand what it is and then understand what um, business sector appeals to you and then see how you can then apply it. And, and it is highly likely that there will be some area of business that will want someone who's who has got some sustainability experience um, what sparked the passion for me it, it kind of grew um, so dealing with environmental management systems was, was okay it was fine but um, back in the late 90s sustainability wasn't really as big a concept as it is now but as i've been dealing with it from my time at Leeds Becker since 2002. Um, the whole concept of sustainability really, really appeals to me. I like the idea of finding balance between your social, economic and environmental impacts. You know, for far too long, particularly in first world countries, the, the emphasis has all been on economic growth and, and what's your economic impact money? How much money are you going to earn? How much money are you saving? You know, can you buy that cheaper? You know, And that, that's not really what it's all about. I like the idea of finding the balance between the three and I like the challenge of finding the balance between the three because it's not always easy and sometimes you need to spend more money than you're prepared to spend because you've got to put your money where your mouth is. But, you know, if it then benefits. So, for example, if buying a fair trade product is a bit more expensive, a you know, fair trade chocolate bar is a bit more expensive than a chocolate bar in the shop, then. know you've got to you've got to buy that fair trade chocolate bar because it guarantees a a fair day's wage for a fair day's work for someone in a third world country and also the fair trade um, status promotes um good environmental farming practices so you know i like that i like that challenge i like um reframing what we think is important and, and and what's not important um You know, and I like just challenging the status quo, I I think, um, yeah, I think that's what it is for me. I like the challenge of sustainability.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. And I think um, it's definitely going to be an upcoming challenge um, in the next few years. And what do you think the future of recycling and sustainability looks like?
2: Well, actually, I think the future of recycling is, is... it's just going to be a change of 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 how we think about waste. Uh, I think we won't think of anything as waste in the future if, if we do our job properly. The concept of waste will be a really surreal and profound concept, and I think hopefully in another ten years' time, you know, people won't understand what waste is because what we will see is that everything is a resource. So you know, you've got a, a cup here. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to grind it down and turn it into hardcore or you know, for a building project or I'm going to grind it down and use it as, as a you know, sand in, um, or an element of plasterboard or something like that. I think we will just naturally see everything as a natural resource and we will just do what nature does, which is, is, is have a circular economy about everything. So, you know, nature has been doing this for nearly four billion years. The water cycle, the carbon cycle, the nutrient cycle—you know—it blows my mind that we're drinking the same water that the dinosaurs drank 65 million years ago. You know, I would like to think that we get to the stage where my cup it just continues to to go round and round and round and round and never goes into into a waste stream. You know, there is no reason for waste to to exist. So yeah, I, I think that's the the future for recycling—is it will become a true circular economy, true circular economy, and the concept of waste will just be a really profound concept that we you know, we'll just we won't be able to get our heads around, you know, well, you threw that in a bin and then you burnt it. You know, it'll, that's the future of recycling, I think. In terms of sustainability, my hope is that um, everyone Uh, Sustainability just becomes part of everybody's DNA. It's just something we do and maybe we don't even need to think about it. And again, you know, the concept of um, buying something that pollutes the environment or affects someone's health in a negative way would just be so alien a concept that, you know, it just wouldn't even be considered.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important and necessary shift in perspective, especially with that we won't consider anything as waste, because I think there is, you know, at the moment, maybe too much waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is a great shame and I think it's also you've provided some really great tips on how we can actually start learning about recycling and sustainability um, and implementing it in our daily lives and um, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you today Mark and, and thank you for discussing your roles and giving your tips on recycling and sustainability Um I've enjoyed speaking with you
2: no problem thank you I've enjoyed speaking with you too I've really enjoyed it
1: the Beckett Talk podcasts are released every Tuesday So don't forget to check our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook to find out more details on our next episode. See you next week.